Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Isaiah 53, 11 and 12 says, Out of anguish of his soul, he shall see light and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the numerous. Because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors, Yet he bore the sins of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. I know usually the Bible verses that you see around Thanksgiving time involve giving thanks. <laughs> but as I sat and was thinking over giving thanks, I was just kind of met with this question of what do we give thanks for? Most commonly, our responses for this is things that we see in the temporal world around us, which don't get me wrong, that's not bad and we should be thankful for those things. But how often do we stop and consider the most important thing we could ever give thanks for? Without Jesus as our salvation, would we love and be thankful for others around us? Without Jesus as our salvation, would life be as beautiful and sacred to us as it is? And without Jesus as our salvation, would there be meaning in life and that desire to live a holy and blameless life? The truth is, nothing in this world has true value to be thankful for without Jesus. Because apart from Jesus, we cannot have love and truth and life and hope. For those who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, the message of the cross and of our salvation, unfortunately, it can sometimes seem to become so familiar that it just loses that awe-inspiring effect that it had on us when we first believed. Yet this This isn't due at all to salvation being any less amazing because it truly is the greatest gift to the poor, wretched mankind that we are given to us by the creator of the universe. So why does the gospel sometimes seem to lose that wonder? Honestly, it's because we don't soak it up repeatedly in order to be thankful for it as we should. This prophecy about Jesus and Isaiah is one that helps us to become more brutally aware and acknowledge the pain and the suffering and the anguish and separation that Jesus went through in order that we would have access to the Father, have that communion and the unity with the Trinity, and having that hope of glory to come. His gift of salvation to us was so extremely costly, and he had to give up all of himself in order to pay for it. We can never truly understand from experience just how heavy of a price he paid for us. Because even, you know, if you think back to the most costly gift that you have ever given yourself, it hasn't even come close to bankrupting you financially, and it certainly has not required you to shed your blood in order to give. Yet we look and see Jesus died so willingly because you are his joy and reward That his sacrifice yielded. When we come face to face with the sacrifice of Jesus, truly letting that sink in from our minds deep down into our hearts time and time again, just being utterly broken by our sin, 
It's then that genuine thanksgiving to God will spring forth. These times and season in life, they're really hard on many people. Physical, mental, emotional struggles that are so often just way too much to bear on your own. Your flesh is weak and will inevitably fail, but God is with you. Just as Isaiah 53 makes mention that God would divide Jesus a portion with the many, Jesus is your portion. In the early days of the Israelites, the tribes were apportioned lots of inheritance among the land that God had given them. But the Levites, the the lineage of the priests to serve God in the tabernacle in the temple, they weren't given a portion or like a land inheritance. They were given the Lord as their portion, as it mentions in Deuteronomy 10.9. And in 1 Peter 3, 9-10, it says, But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation for a people his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And now we, as a royal priesthood, have been shown a great mercy and being given the Lord as our portion. Psalm 73, 26 says, My flesh and heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And then in addition to this beautiful portion that you've been given in Jesus himself, you also have Jesus praying for you always. At the end of the Isaiah verse, it says, He makes intercession for the transgressors. And in Hebrews 7, 22-25, it tells us, This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he, Jesus, holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the utmost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. He knows your needs. He can sympathize with them. He prays over you in intercession. That is a daily and continuous gift to be thankful for. So this Thanksgiving, before you get up and make and serve portions of food, I pray you start your day in remembrance of the ultimate gift of salvation from which all other things to be thankful for stem from, and that you take the time to tell God your heartfelt thanks for the beautiful portion you have in him. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written music, visit crystalcravenmusic.com, and that's crystal with a K.